campaign targeted intellectual property and confidential business information held by the private sector, including COVID-19 related treatment, testing, and vaccines. It's, uh, John John Demers, or Demers, he's the Assistant Attorney General for National Security, uh, echoing the words of uh, Chris Ray, who runs the FBI, and others talking about uh, China's just relentless thieving and hacking and the rest of it in the country. Thieving and hacking. If they're not hacking, they're thieving. Now, come on, China! That's what I say. Trump administration told China to close its diplomatic consulate in Houston. It wasn't Crystal clear why, although State Department spokesperson and hottie Morgan Ortegas, <laughs> Ortegas, how did that get thrown in? I'm reporting the news. Oh. Uh, it's just it's, it's a, a fact. fact, right? right. True, facts are it's facts. a true fact. Um, is there it, a picture? Maybe I have alternative facts. She, uh, you can have you heard of the internet. Uh, she said, "Okay, I'll just Google hot girl image." Oh boy, um, that they ordered the Chinese to close the consulate in Houston. Quote: In order to protect American intellectual property and Americans' private information. Now, given the nature of hacking in the internet and the rest of it, I'm not sure why Houston. But police officials uh, told Axios and and others that they received reports that Chinese consulate officials were busily burning all of their papers. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Maybe the heater was broken. Yeah, it could be. It's July in Houston. Oof. That's a good point, too. And Axios reminded us that in 2017, one day after the Trump administration ordered the closure of the Russian consulate in San Francisco... Black smoke was seen coming from their chimney. That means they selected a new pope. Russian officials, <laughs> Russians don't have a pope. They wouldn't allow firefighters into the building, and a firefighter told AP at the time they were burning something in the fireplace. Isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. That you've got documents that are so damaging somehow you have to burn them? Yeah, well, we do the same, shred and burn. Um, you know, when we have to leave a diplomatic outpost. <laughs> but, you know, it's funny. I was just... Uh, I ran into a couple of different news reports, uh, news editorials, in which uh, the one person was stating as a fact that uh, Trump's closest relationships are with dictators like Putin and how sick that is. And then another one, I mean, moments later, saying Trump has so screwed up our relationship with Russia, it's at its worst point ever. I was thinking, okay, this is why people are going crazy these days. Uh, so anyway, yeah, tensions are rising with China in a big way. Well, I don't want to get ahead of what you had planned, but what's this I hear about the Uyghur tape? That sounds interesting. Oh, what's that story about? There are videotapes that are being widely circulated and viewed of hundreds and hundreds of uh, the Uyghur minority, the Muslims there in, in that part of China, uh, kneeling blindfolded, surrounded by troops, and then are are forced to get up a section at a time and loaded onto trains. I, be, I believe they're even their hands are bound or handcuffed as well. Yeah, they may be. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah, and and the while uh, people around the world like to say things like "never again" about those sorts of occurrences, they happen every day, and nobody does anything about it. Yeah, you know, we probably ought to get it. There, there was a, a videotape I saw a couple of days ago of a British news show. I can track that. Down. Yeah, interviewing the Chinese ambassador to Britain. I'm saying, what is this? Uh, I don't know. Where'd you get that? <laughs> I don't know what's going on in there. 
We're not we're not loading anybody into trains. I don't know where that video came from. Fake we, news, fake news. <laughs> then he ran out. We normally don't allow those videos to exist, so I don't know where you got that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, there it is right there. Can we get that audio? I mean, I can watch it, but that's it. They we're not here to entertain me. We're here to, to fascinate the audience. Can we get that audio? Fascinate. Seems like a... Yeah, you got it. Fascinate seems like a high standard. And then we got to get back to the statements uh, from our AG guy, but do we have that audio? Great. Can I ask you why people are kneeling, blindfolded, and shaven, and being led to trains in modern China? Why, what, what is going on there? I do not know where you get this video tape. You know, sometimes you have a transmit, uh, your transfer of a prisons and the prisoners, you know, in any country. Um, but, but just what is happening here, Ambassador? I do not know. Why did you get this uh, video the, clip? The, the, and, these, uh, these, and these have been going around the world. They've been authenticated by Western intelligence agencies. My primary concern is tracking down whoever released it and torturing them. Where did you get this? I mean, specifically. <laughs> from whom? <laughs> God, unbelievable. All right. Uh, more on the Chinese. I, I, I yes? got to admit, I didn't think you could pull off slave camps in the 21st century i thought the world had moved past that that the world would rally and you wouldn't depends is the world making profit doing business with you clip 13 the hackers targeted technology companies and countries with high technology industries including in australia belgium germany japan lithuania the netherlands spain south korea sweden the united kingdom and here in the united states Go ahead, roll on, 14. The hackers operated from China, both for their own gain and with the assistance and the benefit of the Chinese government's Ministry of State Security. I think we switched to FBI Deputy Director David Bowditch there. Yeah, is that yeah right? that, that's the only clip from him. The rest are the, uh, the AG guy. But I like that. So the hacking is going on with the knowledge of and approval of the government. Yes. It's not just hackers on their own. Right. Give me 16. We're bringing these charges today to put the Chinese leaders directing these cyber attacks on notice. There are serious consequences and risks for stealing our technological and our intellectual property. China has now taken its place alongside Russia, Iran, and North Korea in that shameful club of nations that provide a safe haven for cyber criminals in exchange for those criminals being on call for the benefit of the state. China's in the same group. They ha- they absolutely are, but... Oh, yeah. Nike's not doing business with Iran. No, LeBron James isn't carrying water for North Korea yet. Right. Uh, Apple doesn't build their iPhones in uh, Punyang, North Korea. Um, yes, Steve Kerr isn't weeping bitter tears over, you know, the sins of those regimes. No, he's, he's bitching about America. But China is the same sort of country. That's uh, that's a heck of a thing. So why all the talk about this in the last couple of weeks? You know, we heard from the FBI director. We heard from the secretary of state. We're hearing this. We closed the consulate. I wonder if there's some big thing that's going on behind the scenes that uh, we're, we're not aware about. Yeah, that's possible. We sent those two aircraft carriers. We flew that big uh, plane over there. Unlike the professional liars in the vast majority of the media, I'll go ahead and say what the other side is saying, that Trump's trying to distract from the coronavirus failures 
by by ratcheting up tensions with China. I think that's ridiculous. I think we're we're very late to 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 waking up and realizing what we're facing with facing uh, you know with China. I think it's possible. You know, the the whole trade talks thing is just obviously off the rails. And the desperate attempt to woo China attack like a modern nation is just they've given up. And and the FBI has known a lot of these things, but they are soft peddling it for a while, or at least not well soft peddling, not talking about it as much publicly, to to continue to try to improve the relationship. But I think now a lot of our diplomats have realized, no, they're not coming around. China's pursuing China's self-interest. Not only do they not give a damn about us, they would like to to squash us. So among things I got coming up, I was looking at this 10 ways to make your coffee habit healthier. And one of them is don't use a Keurig. I'm going to have to read really? that. Yeah, why? I'll look into that. I'll bring that to you because you're probably wondering yourself. I use one every day. Every ding-dang day. I used to, and then they took it away here at the radio station and replaced it with something that never works. Um, but you can get fancy coffee drinks. But I can get a milkshake if I'm a child. Uh, this Does this ring, headline ring true to you? People who like embarrassing or angering others find social media more addictive, according to a new study. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course it does. Yeah. People I'm, who like embarrassing... Is this a trick question? <laughs> yes. People who like embarrassing or angering others yes. automatically are more addicted to social media. Well, because they have more enthusiasm for it. Because do. that's what it is. We'll drill down on that, too. That's I'm going to tell everyone about how shitty you are. It's a, it's a cesspool of hate. It's as if scientists invented... What would be a way to harness the worst people among us, harness all their energy, and give them a bigger platform? Yes. It's almost like it was designed for that purpose. It would probably involve computers. That's good, Jim. How, how, good. That's how, a good start. How would we take losers who only want to tear things down and make things worse, the sort of person that's going to key your car just because it makes you fe- them feel better, or, or litter because they think it gets back at their parents or something? How would we, how would we elevate their weirdo anger to a place where it could actually have an effect? I know. I've invented something. Mm. What's most important is that they can reinforce each other. Right. Yeah. So they can form communities of bitter hatred. So more, yes. more on that on the way to our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. To it later, I actually didn't uh, see all of Tucker Carlson last night. So Monday night, he ended his show by saying the New York Times has reporters on the beat of figuring out where he lives, and they're going to release his address. The New York Times then shot back by saying, "No, we don't. Tucker made that up. He's a crazy person." Um, and then Tucker responded to that New York Times pushback last night, which I didn't see. So we will uh, get up to speed on all that. Right. My understanding is he he didn't say they're going to reveal my address. He said they're going to show where I live, and they responded, we had no plans to to publish your ad. Well, I'm sorry, I'm getting into the story. You were teasing okay. it. We'll get yeah. to it soon, but it's it's brutal. 
doxing of anybody they disagree with now. The New York Times is in that business. Um, I just don't know if this rings true to me. People who like embarrassing or angering others find <laughs> social media more addictive. <laughs> this is about the Internet? Yeah. Huh. Cruelty online? I'll just read this as it was written. Large swaths of the Internet are a cesspool. Uh-huh. <laughs> Preach. Before today, this led to glum assessments about the state of humanity. Uh-huh. But a new study out of Michigan State University, go Wolverines? Michigan uh, Wolverines. This Spartans. Spartans, yeah. If you ever had sports. Uh, I guess I'm rooting for the debate team. If you ever had students on campus. <laughs> um... New study out of Michigan State and a California State University at Fullerton says, not so fast. The heaviest users of social media have personalities that enjoy angering and embarrassing others. Yeah. It means that humanity, they, they think, on the whole, might suck far less than people on the Internet. They're trying to you know make lemons out of lemonade, which it makes sense to me. Um, I, don't think you, I don't think you can reverse engineer the lemon. I can. <laughs> and wine from water. Okay. Um. Uh. I get. I get what they're saying, though. Since the worst of us are uh, attracted to uh, Twitter, and spout the most vile things, um, it, it's actual. It's it's skewing our view of humanity. Humanity's not yes. as bad as we think it is. Tr- trolls are overrepresented on your time feed. Exactly. They're getting an, an uh, a sample size yeah. that's uh, unfairly large. That. I think is even more important than it sounds. Yeah, for people to remember, remember and understand. Yep. yep. Huh. Researchers found that users displaying addictive behavior were also more more likely to be motivated to be cruel and callous and to use others for personal gain. Cruel and callous? I don't think Again, about the internet. <laughs> callous? <laughs> callous? I've probably done. I'd have to think about it. But cruel? I don't think I've ever had any impulse to be cruel on uh, social media. No, no. I I won't get hooked into those arguments online that some people I, I like, some people I admire. They go at it all day long. And I just, I, I won't be party to it. It's just, it's ugly. Our uh, results demonstrate that individuals have a greater preference for these types of rewards. God, did I hate to use the term reward. Uh, display greater problematic use of both platforms, Facebook and Twitter, write the researchers, who note that these traits are also associated with, hey, hey, you trolls out there, these are the traits that are associated with you, those, those of you who get a, a kick out of just making people angry and you feel like you've made your day somehow, uh, narcissism, psychopathy, and uh, has been uh, also correlated with addictive internet use, you're spending too much time online. I think it was the great P.J. O'Rourke who said to us once, and I paraphrase, whose idea was it to get the stupidest people in the world and put them together? Yeah. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Or the worst people. I don't know what the I don't know what the, the psychological definition of psychopathy is. I know what narcissism is, but you're either that kind of person or you aren't. I can't. It, you know, in essence, it's you have no compassion for others. You have no concern about other human beings. I can't even get into the headspace of if I can tweet something at somebody and and I make them mad, I feel good about it. And it's not something I care about because often I I know trolls personally. Mm-hmm. It, it's not even an issue they care about. I don't care. Like if I make a good point on an issue I care about and it bothers someone else, that, that you know, 
I can take some joy in that. Ha ha, I scored one for my team. But the I know trolls who they enter into things they're not even interested in <laughs> or comment on videos they don't even care about. It. Sure. Just if they made that person mad, they they're happy for a moment. It's a win. That is weird. Yeah. You should recognize that in yourself and like try to figure out what's wrong. See a therapist or something because you're broken. Well, if you're a psychopath, you don't see any need to see a therapist and get unbroken. That's so, so sick and twisted. I don't think psychopaths spend a lot of time, uh, you know, in self-contemplation. If you aren't involved in self-introspection, <laughs> what is that? I'm going to tattoo it on you. (laughs) It's our favorite saying. If you don't know what introspection is, you need to take a long, hard look at yourself. Exactly. (laughs) So that's what you're saying about the the cruel psychopaths. Yeah, they're saying, why would I do that? (laughs) Your your advice is falling on deaf ears, sir. (laughs) I did call people. uh, I did somebody. I did say to a bunch of people, you're a Nazi. On Friday, which I rarely do. <laughs> but you announced in advance yes. that anybody who disagreed with you, you were simply going to reply, you're a Nazi. Yeah, it was people Using who... the wrong form of your, yeah. which I thought was yeah. a brilliant yeah. touch. Well, Y-O-U-R, really pissed, really a Nazi. Oh, that's so good. That that was That's what left uh, it lifted it to the, the level of art. <laughs> uh, but um, it was people who disagreed with uh, the, they, they, their four schools being shut down. Or, or they were pretending to because they know it made me mad. Because there's a certain number of people, like I was just saying, that that's their thing. Right. They knew it would make me mad to say, I think schools should be shut. So I said, you're a Nazi. Y-O-U-R. <laughs> we're like a random beautiful. punctuation in there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's beautiful. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is something new, and, and it's it's interesting. I really didn't expect coin shortage to be one of them that we have to deal with. We're buying it off of the Fed. We might as well just pay our, our local people instead and uh, kind of cut out the middleman. Is $5 for every $100 worth of coin brought in. So, for example, my parents brought in $218 in coin. They got $228 back. They're locally buying back coins because there's a coin shortage. At greater than face value. Yeah. Well, Well, nobody needs a jar of coins and has probably been thinking, I ought to bring these to the bank sooner or later. On the other hand, you know, I'm not going to gather this all together and count it and drive across town to exchange this for paper, probably. You don't have to count it. They count it for you. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, usually for a fee. Well, banks sometimes don't have the fees for it, but if you go to like one of those Coinstar things or whatever. They they take a a couple of cents out of it. But anywho, there's got to be something in it for me unless I just really need that $20 to get a 12-pack or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I've been a little confused about the coin shortage. I've seen signs various places. We will not take coins where or, uh, we can't give change in coins or something like that. Is, there's a coin shortage going on. Apparently. It's the first I've heard of it. How did COVID create a coin shortage? I don't I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I had a big old coffee can full of uh, quarters at one point. Oh, quarters and dimes. That was my rule. Nothing smaller than a dime in terms of uh, value. And it was a hell of a lot of money when I finally... Uh, Turned it in. Yeah, we have. A, it's a good way to save up for something fun. Yeah, we have a friend who throws all his quarters in a in a big jar, only quarters, mm-hmm. and um and and they'll add up pretty fast. You just you know at the end of the day, you just throw your quarters in there. And next thing you know, you got a little. Uh, but he's OCD, 
So if it pops into his head that he might have thrown a nickel in there, he has to get out of bed and go through the entire jar to make sure there's only quarters in there. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Which would be disappointing. Uh, I was going to give uh, pay tribute to one of our clever emailers who, in response to the story, perhaps you heard it, that we were forcing China to close their consulate in Houston. And uh, there have been fairly vague statements made about spying and hacking and the rest of it, and uh, not directly tying it to Houston. But anyway, they've got to uh, shut that down. Oh, there it is. And uh, is it Mary? Says, boy, I sure don't. I hope they don't release some highly contagious biological agent that kills our citizens and our economy. Mm. And she's <laughs> Mary from Boise signs off with, shut up, China. <laughs> uh, I, I love have, that. I have an answer for why there's a coin shortage. Uh, at least this is the one that USA Today is claiming. As the coronavirus spread resulting business closures, uh, the crippled economic activity in the U.S., circulation of coins dropped off significantly. The U.S. meant also decreased staffing in response to the pandemic. Hmm. And as businesses have reopened, demands have exceeded. Now's the time for those of us who have been wanting to do away with the penny to strike. (laughs) This is our moment. Just don't bother making anymore. Don't make more pennies. Let them disappear. Well, Freaking worthless. What was that guy paying five bucks on a on a hundred? Mm-hmm. That banker. It's not a terrible return for an investment, depending on how long you've had your coins. Sure. If somebody could promise me five percent every year in the stock market for the rest of my life. I'd sign up right now. A couple of uh, other emails of note. Uh, Joe suggests. Um, the, the, uh, walk signals, walk, don't walk signals are anti-Indian because the, uh, don't walk hand is red. So it's anti, uh, American Indians. And I like just the sarcasm of it. We're in favor of overwhelming the woke crowd by claiming everything is racist all the time, which they're doing anyway. But yeah, any ridiculous opportunity you get to claim something's racist to absolutely do that. Uh, speaking of r- racial issues, um, Evan from beautiful Norwalk, Connecticut, uh, says if players, he's talking about the players kneeling now in baseball during the national anthem, a handful uh, did, including on my favorite team, including one of my favorite players, and it just annoyed me, and I, I my enthusiasm has dropped. Uh, whether that will be permanent or not, I do not know. I'm a bit of a sports junkie, but... Um, but Evan says if players kneel because of systemic racism during the national anthem, um, if they go with the black national anthem song idea, can any player kneel in protest of black on black killings, of lack of black uh, fathers, anything like that, and make it clear? Uh, that's a good question. Well, if you're in the NBA, you could get the slogan printed on your your jersey, right? Do I understand that they are going to pipe in crowd noise during the games? Yeah, the I watched a little baseball last night. It was one of the final exhibition games, I guess. Um. And, uh, yeah, they had just what we call in the entertainment business, Walla. They had crowd, you could hear, just the murmuring of the crowd during the game. Do they have cheering if there's a big hit? You know what I didn't notice? Yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll watch at least some just for that. It sounds fine. But it looks weird because you can see there's nobody in the stands, right? right. For, for sure. a radio broadcast, I don't think anybody would notice a difference. Huh. That's but, wild. But because you can see the empty stands, and some places even have like 
cardboard cutouts of various people in the stands and stuff. But uh, but yeah, it looks much worse than it sounds. I was uh, listening to a report on soccer. They've been doing this with big big league soccer in uh, European countries for a while now, mm-hmm. and they've got it nailed down. The soundboard guy's got like thirty buttons in front of him of different kinds of sounds, different levels of cheers, different levels of booing. Plus their weird chants and songs that they do all the time in soccer crowds. So there's not that wide a variety of reactions in sports. No. Oh, no, it's it's doable. I think it's sturdy when covered easily. an odd decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Oh, I mentioned very late in the show yesterday that my wife, who's volunteered as part of a, an organization she's with, a fundraiser, she's been a poll... What did I? I accidentally said my my beautiful and sexy wife, who is not old, uh, was a poll worker. <laughs> Which poll? My sexy All wife is a poll worker. Okay, that's right. No. Which leads you to believe she's a stripper. She's an election volunteer. <laughs> uh, and it, seems like if you were announcing your wife were a stripper, you'd have worked into it in a better way. Yeah, yeah. You, you just, don't just throw that down. out there. <laughs> my wife is a stripper. <laughs> Um, has become a stripper. That's even more impressive. I mean, because there are a number of people I've known who marry strippers, but you don't yes. usually marry somebody who's never been a stripper, right. raise several kids, right. then decide, you know what I'm going to do. It's like my mom in her 50s. She went to seminary. She became an ordained minister. In her 50s. In her 50s. Some women decide, you know what? Second career time. I'm going to be a skank on a pole. Mm. Mm. <laughs> what? Mm. What? I think i got to push back against that. What? You're not, Adam, you're not a skank. Because you're a stripper. You're a, not necessarily. Some no. strippers are skanks, some are not. True. That's, yeah. That was uh, overly broad. That was it was unfair. That was, it was probably cruel, repressive, perhaps racist, and I apologize for some it. Some sort of shaming. Yes, yes. Oh, that's. I've got my... Uh, here, hang on a second. Open the Shame Bell app. Oh, that's right. i got to turn this on. This is actually on my phone. Shame. I've known a few dancers that were otherwise completely upstanding human beings. They just danced, although Mm -hmm. they did say the vast majority of their co-workers were prostitutes. Yes. Well, I've already apologized (laughs) once. I think that's plenty. I take full responsibility. So anyway, where were we? Ah, this note. Uh, My wife was going to volunteer at the uh, local polling place again, election, uh, you know, monitor. Um, And because of the vid, various places are, are... doing voting differently in the county where i live and i don't know if it's the whole state or what i honestly don't know voting is now going to be four days long three 10-hour days i think and one 13-hour day and for some reason and this was not explained there's a two-week training program full days eight-hour days Two weeks of eight-hour days to train people that to be poll workers. That part's ridiculous. There's no way you couldn't explain it all to me in a morning. Then yeah. we have lunch and go home. Yeah, I'm astonished. But um, the, the multiple days all day long, that's so we don't ever end up with crowds, right? There's no reason for there to be a big crowd with us breathing on each other. You right. get three days. Fair enough. Yeah. I get that. The training seems ridiculous. Right. But No Hope says most poll workers are retired people. No way they can expect it to take on the 112 our commitment it is to volunteer well you get oh. paid actually but it's minimum wage uh, i know some polling places are crowded but my voting place has hardly had any people in it no. over the last 23 years yeah where i vote has never been crowded one time and then because no hope is how she signs this um is a normal human being she offers reasonable solutions 
What's needed in this common sense areas with crowding polling places need to have additional locations open. How about school gyms? If schools are running closed that day, teachers can man the polls. If they need help, bring in some state workers who aren't doing anything. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's frustrating, but I have no idea. And I'm, look what I do for a living. I had no idea that there was going to be four days of voting and to volunteer. They're not going to get any volunteer. Well, it, again, you don't get paid. You're not a volunteer. They're not going to get poll workers. Um, uh, Ben, who, uh, he's, he's talking about the, the election. Uh, Trump is, is running for reelection. Did you hear this against Joseph Biden? Joseph R. Biden? George, Dem. George Will's out in his column in the Washington Post today saying he's voting for Biden. Republican George Will. Go ahead. Um, but he, he's positing what, what I have that Joe Biden is still the hypothetical, would you vote for a Democratic candidate? Versus Donald or Donald Trump. He is still the empty vessel, the the unexamined candidate. And I think he's going to be able to stay that clear up till Election Day. And right. I think if he's smart, that's his best strategy. If you're not familiar with these things, many, many, many times politicians or candidates peak in terms of their popularity when they announce. Because you haven't had a chance to sort through their laundry and and look for skeletons in their closet or hear them say ridiculous things or whatever. You haven't watched them kowtow to extremists in their own party or what have you. So well, and I think it's interesting that the guy I've heard say it my entire adult life, because Joe Biden's so old, he has been a senator since I was uh, seven years old. Um, and I'm not young. You're old as hell. Um, uh, Joe Biden's a guy that says, don't compare me to the God Almighty. Compare me to the other guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he's doing a good job of not making it about being comparing Trump to Biden. It's Trump to uh, something else. Yeah, not Trump. Uh, Matt in beautiful Rockland, California, saw a bumper sticker. He is not kidding. He said, I saw my first Biden bumper sticker today. It said, don't F this up, Joe. If that isn't enthusiasm for a candidate, I don't know what is. You know, Jonathan Swan tweeted yesterday, and he's a fair broker of things. He tweeted out. He's with Axios, right? Uh, Smart correct. Guy. Yeah. Joe Biden did not take questions after his remarks today, saying he would at another time. But he was headed to another event, so didn't take any questions. Lot And Jonathan Swan points out lots of White House briefings happened today. Kaylee McKinney uh, brief, uh, briefed earlier and took questions. Vice President Pence is taking questions in South Carolina right now. President Trump took questions in the afternoon. Biden took no questions. So he's trying to point out that, you know, hey, Biden's not taking any questions here. Mm-hmm. I think you're an old school, out of touch journalist if you believe that matters. I don't think you're going to get dinged at all for not facing questions. At all. No, I think you're right. Clearly. I don't think you'd get dinged for saying I'm not going to debate, and I don't think you'd get dinged for not taking questions. Well, I think you could come out in favor of communism, uh, child labor, and rape as Biden at this point, and the New York Times had shoved their feet and maybe we're worried about that tomorrow, but probably not. Right. The, the media's not going to harp on it, and I don't think voters care. And all, all Biden can do by taking questions and debating is harm his chances. Mm-hmm. Come off as an old guy. If I'm Biden, if I'm, if I'm directing him, I say, don't debate, don't take questions. Clear till November. And if you Bingo. told him that's cowardly and pathetic, he'd say, yeah. Yes, Mr. President, it would be. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, troubled times. Troubled times. There is a sign that the whole Trader Joe's is racist thing was Fake. Oh, really? We have an allegation that it was even self-generated? By Trader Joe's? Nah, I'm not saying. Well, that's clever if they did it. I yeah, might, I might I have to know. tip my hat to them if they did that. 
Well, got their name in the news a whole bunch of times by being called racist and responding to it. And, and then uh, That's pretty got good. to come off as woke. That's pretty clever. Yeah, I wonder. We'll talk about that. A lot of good stuff to come. Hang around. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's a point to make here. I know this is uh, really popular among uh, the fox-hating crowd because there's some host-on-host violence here you're about to about to witness. But I, <laughs> but I have an ultimate point that I think is uh, very positive for Fox. This is um, Tucker Carlson wrapping up his show last night as he hands it off to Sean Hannity, and they do a, what we call in the business a crossover. We've done them before with various hosts. We say, uh, you know, Tim Johnson's coming after. Hey, Tim, you're coming up. What are you going to talk about today, Tim? He says, ah, I'm going to talk about cancel culture. I hate it. It's we excruciating. Did it, and it, I'll, I'll tell you this. Yeah, the behind the scenes is even with the people you really like, it's just painful. I have never met a broadcaster who's like, I like doing those. <laughs> <laughs> and and with the people that you like don't really like, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's awful. Ugh. It's awful. But yeah. anyway. So Tucker just got done wrapping up several minutes of uh, beating up Jeff uh, Bezos for getting so wealthy during the coronavirus, and uh, and uh, and and basically he's making the uh, the the I was going to say claim, but that's prejudicial. Making the point, you can determine whether or not it's a claim. Um, uh, Tucker making a point that uh, the Washington Post scares you into watching, and then it makes the owner richer as more people buy more stuff on Amazon and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, that was his point. Yeah. Okay. I mean, some of it's more clicks for the newspaper, and some of it's you buy more disinfectant and everything on Amazon. Or don't go out to the stores. Yeah, he's been making that point for uh, for a couple of months now. Okay. Anyway, so he hands it off to uh, Sean Hannity right as he wraps that up. And while Hannity's talking here, you need to know that Tucker Carlson makes a face of like, what? Oh, what? Hey, now? Hmm? Oh, yeah, not happy. So congratulations beyond our capability. Have a great night. And now Sean Hannity takes over from right, New Tucker. York. People can make money. They provide goods and services. People want, need and desire. That's America. It's called freedom, capitalism. Uh, and as long as it's honest, right? People decide. All right, Tucker, great show. Uh, welcome to Hannity. This <laughs> so is now. Basically, just. Uh, uh, you you got to see the look on Tucker's face. Yeah, and I, I have no idea what their relationship is like. I mean, it's got to bother Hannity a little bit that Tucker is now the king dog at Fox and the most watched show in the history of cable news and all sure. this different sort yeah. of stuff. But I, I don't know if that plays a role or not. It's. Is a, no, I would I would say if I were the host and I say something and during the crossover the next person like completely contradicts it and basically says what I just said is wrong and un-American, but with no time to respond. But with no time to say anything back. <laughs> I mean, because you could say if I were in that position, I well I would either ignore it. That's the best choice. Just ignore it and tease what you're going to do on your show. Sure. Hey, thanks, Tucker. So coming up on our show. Or you could say, you know, there are, there are other points of view on that. I look forward to talking about that later in the show. You know, if you felt like you had to address right. it. Right. But to just... just oh, <laughs> even to say, I'm not sure I agree with you on that, but uh, we can talk about it down the road. Yeah, but my overall point is um, Fox gets killed by the, the Fox hate media that most of the time, it's so clear to me, have never watched Fox. Oh, yeah. They, they, they right. have no idea what Fox actually is. There is a wider 
variety of opinions on Fox than there is on MSNBC or CNN by far. Right. You've got the two biggest hosts on Fox who have a completely different point of view on some major issues, Mm -hmm. including that one. I mean, they're 180 degrees apart on some of the biggest issues in America right now. Right. The two biggest hosts. And they regularly have on, I don't know about on on Hannity's show, but on uh, Brett Baer's show, they regularly have on the panel... Uh, somebody representing the other side. On CNN, you'll have a panel of eight people. Eight. And every one of them has exactly the same point of view. They think Trump's a, an idiot and Nancy's right. Right. Every single one of them, they don't get one person out of the eight who would represent the other side. Fox News uh, news coverage is frequently harshly critical of the administration. The Chris Wallace interview was, I think, the hardest interview that I've seen Excellent Trump point. have. Yeah. Excellent point. And yeah. Brett Baer's done the same thing yeah. with a whole bunch of Republicans um, and the Democrats. So uh, I just I, I don't re- I don't recall on MSNBC two hosts, two of the big hosts ever having a disagreement over a ma- major issue ever. I tease this one. I want I want to get to it before the segment is over. Uh, the whole Trader Joe's packaging is racist because Trader Jose is on the Mexican food and. Trader Giotto is on the Italian food, and anybody who thinks that's racist is dumber than a goldfish. This <laughs> wow. uh, got this note from one of our beloved listeners who said, "Hey guys, uh, check out the the uh, the Twitter account that's at the center of this. The entire profile revolves around criticizing Trader Joe's. This girl has eighty one followers." Hmm. Who started this Change dot org uh, petition? Her profile pic looks like somebody from the, the Stalin youth, like some sort of Russian stock photo. Interesting. And this guy says it might even be TJ's themselves to get all the publicity and look woke. That's pretty clever. But there's something fishy going on here. Armstrong and Getty.